Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. Shalom, friends. This is Scott Holtz from Rivers in the Desert. We greet you, Mega and Rob Shalom, from the land of Israel, the land of promise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's so much to share with you guys. Um, let's go ahead and get started today. Get your Bibles open. I want to service your faith, give you a fresh infilling, flush your radiator, give you an oil change, blow out, hallelujah, that clogged up air filter, get you back on the road of holiness, on the highway of faith. Glory to God to conquer and subdue in this hour. You know, there's lots of uh, demons manifest in these last days. Great darkness is on the earth. A lot of people make up their whole newsletters and their whole talk and their whole sermons about all the darkness going on with Obama, abomination, uh, what's happening with the uh, volcano and the oil spill and the environment and what's happening with the Arabs and Iran, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, those are all good things to know about. But again, they just point to what Jesus said in the last days. There'll be wars and rumors of wars and all this cataclysmic upheaval and even the natural order going out of sync. And we see that right now. And so we are people of faith. We're people of another realm. Hallelujah. We're aliens walking through this planet. We're from a different uh, time realm. And the time realm is the glory realm. Glory to God. And so we're here to give people hope and encouragement and get you guys uh, positioned on your sectors of responsibility with uh, fresh power and fresh encouragement. Glory to God. Uh, we're going to give you a teaching and give you some updates what's happening here in Israel, some real exciting stuff, as much as I can share. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of our partners and friends and those that are new coming on to the uh, subscription list for our early morning manas, visiting our website, listening to our audio, audio podcast. We will be getting out more videos later in the summer. Um, we uh, are in a situation now where we've gone very uh, low overhead and for right now it's more economic to do audio podcasts. But again, we'll be starting to get together some um, exciting video footage of what's happening here, and look for that later in the summer, probably in July. Also, we want to thank you for your faithful gifts and your prayers and your love and your groanings, hallelujah, and all that you're doing, and seeing the mission, seeing the operation of what's happening here, rivers in the desert, to sound the trumpet, uh, to proclaim that there's new rivers have broken out in the desert region of Israel. It's a sign to us that a new outpouring of God's Spirit is at hand. Also, those who enjoy the teachings, getting refreshed, getting challenged, glory to God, not just to get your physical temple back in shape and in war mode, battle ready, glory to God, but also getting your, your soulish realm and your spirit man fired up to hold your line and your sectors. And then also sounding the trumpet, glory to God, against terrorism, against government corruption. Have you noticed how much government corruption has been exposed? If you just read through Haaretz, or Ynet or JerusalemPost.com, you're going to see a huge amount of corruption being exposed 
in the past administration. Um, it's like Israel is just all this corruption is coming out. And a lot of people, you know, they, they, they get overboard on Israel. They're pro-Zionist, they're pro-Israel, lovers of Israel, and we thank God for that. But if you remember that most of the people here are not saved, most of the people here are of their father, the devil. Yes, there is a covenant God has with them, but right now they're under the darkness and blindness. The same spirits that put Jesus on the cross operates in them. They are enemies for the gospel's sake, but still beloved for the sake of the fathers. And we have to be wise as serpents right now. And uh, it's sad to say is that a lot of uh, rabbis and a lot of uh, Jewish organizations have seen the naivety of the Christian uh, coalitions that love Israel and support Israel, and they love to sponge them for money and sponge them for support. And uh, one Israeli told me, we Israelis are really good at that, uh, getting people to feel sorry for us and to give to us. And, and <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters, there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing out there. Uh, I've made my point about that, about different ministries that come over here and work only with the Orthodox that attack and, and rabbis that attack and persecute us. And I think that your hard-earned money and what you believe God for and your love you're pouring into the land of Israel needs to go into evangelism, into revival, into counterterrorism, and move with the Spirit of God and justice and discipleship instead of just building out um, good work humanitarian projects where Jesus is not allowed to be proclaimed. Can I hear amen out there? So we're, we're trying to give you guys an alternative way to give into, alternative um, uh, thinking that there is ministries here. But we are hidden in the caves. We are hidden. Um, we are in a situation where we've got Christians that support Israel that don't want to associate with us. And we've got, of course, the rabbis who don't like Jesus don't want to associate with us. And we have to be really careful in this hour. And it's a great opportunity to uh, dig deep into the scriptures and find out what's happening. And i got some of that for you to share today. But anyway, we're seeing lots of corruption being exposed right now. Uh, in mega proportions, the country is just being, uh, you know, it's like wave after wave of corruption from the former prime minister, government leaders, bankers. It's all just coming out right now. Military leaders, corruption upon corruption upon corruption. Reminds me of what Jeremiah says, that they're all liars, that all their tables are full of filthy vomit. I mean, you read the book of Jeremiah, you really catch the spirit of what God is saying in this hour about Israel and that's why we're here to do a stopgap measure, glory to God, to stand against the darkness, do these shofar drive-bys that God will expose to corruption, hallelujah, in all sectors of this uh, society, to bring people back to their face, to see that they've rejected the Son of God, the Messiah, and also to do counterterrorism against the forces of evil, the hundreds and millions of Muslims that surround this country that want to destroy us and liquidate us against Iran. And we'll go into more updates about that. But first, I want to talk about today the temperament of radio silence, okay? Developing the character of being quiet, of keeping a secret, of radio silence. We sent out a brief email about that, and, and we've had a lot of emails come in, people excited about that teaching. I want to build upon that right now to build out your faith, glory to God. And let's talk about that. You know, you look at, if you go through the book of Proverbs, it's a great way to read the book of Proverbs. Oops, I'm just reminded by the Holy Spirit. Let's pray first before I get going here. Make sure I just don't speak out of my own brain, but I speak under out of the deep aquifers of the Holy Ghost. Father, I just want to thank you for your presence, for your love. I want to thank you for ministering to the people that will listen to this audio podcast. And 
Only you know where it goes around the world. We want to thank you, Father God, as people hear this message that demons are vanquished. Hallelujah. Strongholds dissolve. Jubilee breaks out. Faith, explosive faith arises in your people for exploits. And we thank you for it in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. So what we want to do today, I'm really feeling led, especially in those deep aquifers, is a groaning. You know, it's almost like I feel like a father, apostolic type, whatever, just to encourage people in this hour and and to be a role model, to be an example, even though I never wanted to be. We just seem to find ourselves in a position where we're uh, giving people incredible amount of um, warrior-based training, okay? So they'll be vigilant, hold their line in this battle. So let's go forward with that. Um, you know, if you look through all the teachings that we're doing, a lot of this is focused on being a warrior. We're not here to make you feel good. I mean, you'll feel good watering others. He that waters others should be watered himself. You'll feel good taking out the devil, hallelujah, and his strategies, glory to God. You'll feel good obeying God and going into Gethsemane and saying, not my but will, but your will. But we're not here to tickle your ears. We're not here to make you feel good just because, you know, you can be forgiven and keep on living like a schlepper, okay? Come on. We are here to get you in combat mode. Because if you haven't noticed, we're in the last days and the signs of the times are all around. Now, this temperaments of radio silence is something I've never heard preached about. It's a bit of a mystery in the scriptures. I'm going to build out some of the scriptures here for just a moment. But I want to show you how important it is, from a scriptural um, point of view, but also from a military, IDF, Israeli point of view, the importance of radio silence. I remember uh, a while back I was with a former CIA uh, employee, and uh, now he's on his own uh, business. And him, my wife, and a few others, we were uh, brought into a secret uh, military base here in Israel. And I remember as we were taking the elevator down and down and down and, you know, layers and layers of bedrock into a secret area, uh, that in the elevator were posters written in Hebrew showing pictures of Facebook. And what was happening was young soldiers were kind of showing off for their friends what kind of exciting intelligence job they had in the army or whatever. And they were taking pictures and posting it on their Facebook account. And, uh, of course, Israeli uh, intelligence picked up on it. And a lot of people were disciplined because of that. Because, you know, anybody out there on Facebook can see what's happening and you know, those are the old coinage, loose lips sink ships. Meaning, you know, you start blabbing things away, uh, the, the enemies are looking to try to unravel the secret of Israel's military might. The secret of what we have here as a deterrent. They are trying to get the upper hand against us, okay? Gog and Magog battle is heading towards us. And the kings of the east, not just Persia, but let's talk about uh, how about those from China will march this direction. You know, I just live not far from the Valley of Armageddon. So again, they are looking to come and take over this land and destroy God's chosen people. And we have these young innocent soldiers, you know, kind of showing off, you know, 
kind of boisterous, you know, playing around games and, and showing sensitive pictures on a Facebook account. Of course, that was shut down um, and people were reprimanded. But again, the military here is very, 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 very strong about secrecy. It's drilled in over and over and over again. Now, we as believers need to take on that same character training, okay? Because as I mentioned before in my last email, hey, I was raised in an environment where testimony was a part of every service, and everybody got excited about testimonies, and everybody would, you know, we'd talk about testimonies, sometimes more than we'd talk about the Word of God to our detriment. And in those early formative years as being a believer, um, I used to be involved with the street witnessing program. We go out witnessing every Saturday night, to rock and roll concerts, to the bars, the biker bars, sporting events, out on the, the boardwalk, uh, wherever we could find people, shopping malls, we were witnessing, hallelujah. And every week we would see signs and wonders. We would see displays of God's power, uh, demons coming out, exorcisms, glory to God manifestations of the glory of God, words of knowledge, people getting born again, amazing healings, people raised from the dead, signs in the heavens, angelic appearances, visitations of strangers. There were uh, angels in disguise. We had these incredible events would happen. This was a highlight of our week, every week, as we would go out and proclaim the good news. And when we came back into our fellowship times together, uh, we would just rejoice and recount these awesome works of God that were going on. And, of course, pastors and uh, different Sunday school leaders, whatever, would get a hold and find out what was happening. And they would want us to come in and prime their flock, come in there and fire up some of the lukewarm that are in their midst. And we had no problems with that. But I grew to a point after a couple of years of doing this as a young believer, I began to recognize, you know, it seems like people get more excited about a good testimony than they do the Word of God. It's like people give more into a testimony or something exciting that sounds, okay, than they do in hearing the Word of God. Have you noticed how much Christian TV and talk shows and books are written about testimonies instead of the, the, the cutting, piercing Word of God? It's because people like to have their ears tickled. People like to have their Christian superheroes People like to try to prove to their unsaved lover, uh, loved ones that Jesus is alive by the testimonies, okay, instead of by the preaching of the cross. You see, we've got it all wrong. It's not the testimonies. It's not me running around out there and telling people, oh, look at this picture of a woman raised from the dead, and this is what happened that brings people to Jesus. It, the preaching of the cross, the conviction of sin, the godly sorrow, hallelujah, that's what brings people under repentance. You know, so we're not here trying to prove something. I, I remember that many years ago we wanted to uh, get involved in late night TV and a program called God Files. We wanted to compete with X-Files. We wanted to come on late at night and interview these miraculous stories, documented stories, medical reports to justify it. Now, these incredible signs and wonders that happen, and call it God files to reach people out there. It was a great idea. It was a great choice, you know, but just because it's a great idea, just because it's motivated by the love of God and the zeal for souls, does not mean it's God's perfect will. And we're going to show you that in just a moment. Have you noticed TV programs today that are based on, you know, it's supernatural or this testimony? Or, you know, hey, listen, I'm not trying to shoot down different ministries right now. I'm just, I'm just 
laying out the word of God to you today that we have a very shallow generation of believers that we're more excited about testimonies, okay, and signs and wonders, etc., instead of the preaching of the cross. Now, let's go forward. People say, well, the Jew requires a sign. Okay, well, that's not the full thing Paul was saying, Romans 1. He, the Jew requires a sign, the Greek search for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, the stomach block, the Greeks, foolishness. Okay? It's not signs and wonders and the wisdom of God that's going to bring people in. It's foolishness. It's a stumbling block. Okay? It is the preaching of the cross. Hallelujah! So, again... Let's find out what this thing means, the temperament of radio silence. What is the scriptures? How can we implement it in our own lives? Because again, you know, as I go back to my early testimony, I always felt like people got more excited about the, about, about the uh, signs and wonders than they did the Word of God. I'll give you an example. I was preaching at a church uh, several years back, and, and I remember I was one service, multiple services there. Uh, one service, I began to, to share about uh, the woman raised from the dead, the hour that the pastor gave me to speak. I just spoke about the woman raised from the, in the dead and how I saw her face reconfigured by God and just an amazing testimony of the, of the power of God. And when the offering time came, you know, over $14,000 cash came in when I shared that testimony. Well, the next service is, uh, excuse me, the service before that, I was teaching on the glory of God, weaving like a tapestry some scriptures together, which I consider the most important scriptures about faith for the glory in the Old Covenant tabernacle and in the New Covenant tabernacle, and how this is all going to come about in the last days, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as a water script to see. And I pleaded the people, this is the message we want to get out there and we need your financial support to do that. Let's partner together and get this message out. And only a few hundred dollars came in. Later, when I asked the pastor what the offering was, which I rarely do, I just trust God. I don't, you know, ask the you know, pastor what was the offering. Oh, if the offering was good this one service, and I'll keep on flowing that direction, that certain type of message. No, I preach what the Lord says. Amen. And he provides. What's interesting is that he did me, oh, yeah, that testimony you shared was so incredible. Over 14,000 came in. That's a record offering for us. And then I thought to myself, well, how much came in for the message on the glory of God? Oh, just a few hundred dollars. And I was perturbed. I was, I was perplexed. I was concerned. I was like, people are more interested in a good testimony than they are hearing the living, infallible, sharper than two-edged sword word of our master. And so as we've progressed forward and I began to recognize I attended seminary and got all these different degrees. <laughs> the initials after my name, big deal. I began to recognize that, you know, people are testimonies is what people are really into. And testimonies. And there's nothing wrong with testimonies stimulating people's faith. Don't get me wrong. But it's overused. It's overemphasized. The Word of God is where we need to be at. The Word of God is more important than prayer, than testimonies, than all these other things. It's the Word. God's exalted His own Word above His own name, it says in Psalms. Hallelujah. If you want to dive into the Word, just go into the acrostic psalm of Psalm 119 and just read it over and over. His Word, Thy Word, 
gives light and understanding of the simple. Revive me, O Lord, according to thy word. Just an awesome text here about this. Amen? So anyway, moving forward. So now we find ourselves where we've seen incredible signs and wonders. You can go to read about it in the Gentle Whisper of a Secret Place PDF file. You can you know, go to the Signs and Wonders page and atmospheric disturbances we have on the website and see all that stuff that God's doing. And here we come into Israel and God begins to work on my character about radio silence. Let's talk about that. Here it says in Matthew chapter 8, and I'm, I'm coming out of a fresh well of inspiration here. This last weekend I spent a lot of time in the upper Galilee, in the, in the Sea of Galilee area. Uh, we're doing some special operations and early in the morning just enjoying the sunrise of the Sea of Galilee. And I was just so blessed because I began to uh, spend time just reading the scriptures and talking about, you know, pondering and how Jesus went from all these different areas in the Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. First of all, why did Jesus come to Nazareth? Why was Jesus doing his ministry in Galilee more than Jerusalem? Why, why, why? Why? It's because it's isolated, folks. Outside of the main highway, the Via Maris, okay, that the Romans had built, the main uh, trade route between Egypt and Asia and Europe, which came through not far from uh, Tiberias and went straight down on its way through Megiddo, down through the pass to the area of Caesarea and today Jaffa, Tel Aviv, on the way down to Egypt. But if you understand, the Galileans were simple folks. They were country people. They were hidden away because the infrastructure was not built out like it is today. They were farmers. They were ranchers. They were herdsmen. And they were very isolated. You could live in the Galilee and be very isolated from, from the outside world. And it was in this place that Jesus was revealed, hallelujah, glory to God as the Messiah. And powerful miracles would happen. And let's go talk about those miracles here. It says in Matthew chapter 8, When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and bowed down to him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest and present the offering that Moses commanded for a testimony to them. Now, it's very interesting here. You probably have read these uh, accounts in the Gospels and had the same questions I've had. Well, I believe the Lord is opening up to us a character trait that is needed for high warrior or combat positions, for leadership positions, to be an effective, as I say uh, lovingly, Rambo or Ramboette in this hour, we have to develop a temperament of radio silence, of keeping a secret, okay? Now, I got this scripture just came up to me. It says in Timothy that, that Paul says to Timothy, uh, and, you know, raise, teach these things to faithful men who will be able to teach others. The, the Greek word, linguistic key for faithful men, is the idea of a safety deposit box. Meaning, teach these mysteries, Timothy, I'm teaching you, and carry them on to faithful safety deposit boxes who will be able to teach others. You see, that's what God's looking for, is faithfulness. 
Hallelujah. And so Jesus heals this man and says, see, see to it that you tell no one. Now, how many times have we seen a healing and we tell everybody? Come on, don't turn me off now. Come on. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good now. Come on, y'all. Think about it. How many times does a miracle happen and we immediately get a microphone in that person's face and testify about it? Or we get it on TV. Or we get it as though we're trying to help God spread the gospel. Or as we're trying to justify to others that we're right. Or that we're just so super excited because we don't see miracles enough. Or because we feel like this is important and this will help heal others. Now those are all fine ideas in one way. But the master himself said go and tell no one. Interesting, isn't it? You know, you think about the churches that are really experiencing great growth, are experiencing, I mean, true growth, okay? Are those that are experiencing massive persecutions in China, parts of Asia, Africa, especially northern Nigeria, those areas, Sudan. Think about this, brothers and sisters. The former church in the communist nations in Russia where Dalit was from as a little girl they thrived when they were secret Dalit tells me affectionately how they would have these prayer meetings and bible studies in their apartments and they wouldn't tell the people in, there in uh, Leningrad <laughs> where the next meeting was because they wanted to keep, keep it secret from the KGB you see and the church grew and prospered, hallelujah, and became powerful when she knew how to keep her lips shut. Now again, we're supposed to testify. There's other scriptures about going out and testifying what he's done for us, okay, and all these wonderful things. But let's examine this character trait that is so needed in this hour. Think about the, the believers in China, former Soviet Union, parts in Muslim countries where they can't share publicly what's happening. Okay? Yet they're strong. Hallelujah. And they don't seem to have the problems of lukewarmness that we see in the Western industrialized nations. See to it that you tell no one. Now verse 5, it says, We entered Capernaum. A centurion came to him entreating him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering great pain. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come into my roof, but just speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I say this, go, and he goes. I said, when come, he comes. This slave, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following him, truly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. Now, it's very interesting here. Nobody in Israel had greater faith than this centurion, okay? And this centurion wasn't even born again yet because Jesus had not risen from the dead and paid the sacrifice. And Jesus marveled. I mean, I don't see anywhere in the scriptures, anywhere. Um, I've looked. I've looked and I've studied this out. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where Jesus marveled about anybody like he marveled about this guy. Isn't that amazing? You know, the, the Greek word is about to be amazed. Here is the word of God in flesh. God himself tabernacled among us, who is amazed 
okay, who is marveling at this guy's faith. Now, let's examine who this guy was, okay? His faith is to do, has to do with his character. What is his character? He's a man, a military man, who is in authority and under authority. He gives instructions and people do it because he receives instructions and faithfully does it. He understands the power of an order. He understands the power of a directive. He understands um, the consequences if a directive or command is not done. And he understands who Jesus is. And he says, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Because I speak the words and they do things too. You speak the word and it'll be, it'll be done. And Jesus marveled. Now, what we can see here, which is so interesting in this context, is for him to be a man in authority or under authority, he has to be faithful to secrets. Any military person who's been in the military, any person who is operating in a corporate structure, let's use Apple as an example, and you're about to release a new prototype of the, a new iPhone, okay, there is strict secrecy going on. Why? It's because hundreds of millions of dollars can be profited or lost by loose lips. And we saw, of course, what happened with the guy in the news who left his uh, new iPhone prototype at the bar and somebody else picked it up and sold it to somebody. It's interesting how... Um, Secrets are so guarded. You know, the number. I have a friend who's in a, um, he's kind of in a security business, and he's paid to go in and track uh, if your phone is being tapped or microwaves are being shot at your building. And I said, well, most of your work is with the military or the police department. He said, no, not at all. He says, most of my work is with the corporations because there's so many Chinese uh, trying to steal corporate ideas from our corporations. So again, secrecy in government, secrecy if you're in, in, uh, in a position of leadership in a corporation, okay? How about secrecy in terms of being in the military? Now, I have noticed here in Israel, because Israel is so small, that there is beaten and drilled, okay, repeatedly into officers here, and also is highlighted over and over you know, those who did have loose lips and what happened. An error of secrecy, whether it be the pilots I know, or the special forces, okay, or, um, you know, the paratroopers, Navy, um, different uh, tank brigade commanders. All these men I know are in a place, whether it be Mossad, I know some Mossad agents and even former ones. There is a secrecy involved, okay, because they understand not if they share a secret, people's lives in Israel could be put in danger, but also the repercussions of what would happen to them because they're required at certain times to take lie detectors tests, okay? Things are classified. Even their wives don't even know about certain things that are going on. And there's a, just a strong royalty. And I've been very impressed hanging out with the Special Forces community um, in their 
uh, ability to deflect my questioning sometimes, okay? Sometimes innocent questioning, sometimes just, you know, talking about certain things. And uh, they have a great way of deflecting and changing the subject or giving me that look with their eyes saying, don't go there because we can't talk about that. And because they've tested me, they've allowed me to see certain things, they've allowed me to go to certain places that most people never go to, and I become privy of certain things that are going on, they've been watching to see if I will spill the beans, and I've not, and they're very excited about that. They've seen that I'm trustworthy and that I have a temperament of radio silence. Now, again, I want to say that I was not always like that, not because I was a gossiper or slanderer, just because I just love to share what, what God's doing. I love to get excited and get other people excited and lift up their spirits and encourage them about the awesome things God's doing. Hallelujah. And it was more of a naivety and ex- excitement. And But since living here, I've recognized we just can't talk about certain things. The internet or the printed page and just share what God is doing. Glory to God. Because I'm seeing so much incredible things happening here that would... Uh, cause Tom Clancy to eat his heart out would become an awesome action-packed movie. (laughs) Hallelujah. This thing is book of Acts, man. We are seeing so many miracles, so many manifestations of the glory of God. And I can, I am not speaking and I'm not kidding you at all. I am feeling and seeing the glory of God and manifestation here stronger than I have ever seen in all the years I've been a believer over 30 years. It is amazing. But I've had to be quiet. And we'll talk about that a little bit more here. So anyway, so we see that this military man who had the greatest faith, Roman centurion, was because he was in authority and under authority. And those that are in authority have to keep secrets or they can't be in authority. Okay? And so the whole, if you look at the whole level of authority, of intelligence, okay, of military intelligence, you have to understand that it has to be people that are trustworthy. Loose lips sink ships. And I've been around uh, a lot of officers in the intelligence community, military community, security community here. And I am impressed by what I've been gleaning from them and helping me be temperament about radio silence. Hallelujah. So let's talk about why Jesus was talking about radio silence so much. Well, it goes on and says here in Matthew that uh, chapter 9, verse 27, And Jesus passed on from there, and two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Have mercy on us, son of David. And after he had come into the house, the blind men came up to him, and Jesus said to him, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said, Yes, Lord. And he touched their eyes, saying, Be it done to you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened, And Jesus sternly warned them, saying, See here that you let no one know about this. Amazing, isn't it? It's opposite in our our generation today. We want everybody to know about it. On our blog, on our emails, on our short messages, on the telephone, face-to-face. We want everybody to know what God's doing or what miracle I had. Maybe we need to become more stealth. I believe that's what the Lord's telling us in this hour. We have to be more quiet about certain things that are happening. And I'm going to show you more scriptures that say, talk about that. And he says, he sternly warned them. Very interesting here. You know, it says here in uh, verse 29, I, I'm, I'm just amazed, okay, in verse 30, 
that Jesus, the Greek word here is to snort, an expression of anger to sternly warn. Can you imagine Jesus snorting at them? <laughs> the Son of God in his, in his anger, warning them, don't tell anyone what, what I've just done for you. In the next verse, okay, but they went on to spread the news about him in all the land. There is a reason why Jesus did not want them to share these wonderful works that he was doing for them. Why? It's because he came as a suffering servant. And they were trying to figure out how to get him propped up as the next king of Israel. You see, he came in stealth. Okay? He came. And could it be in this hour that God is getting all the glory because what he is doing in Israel, the final frontier of worldwide evangelism is in stealth. It's through the 7,000 haven't bowed their knee. It's through those in the cave of Adullam. It's through those that are simple and humble. Hallelujah. And, and most people have no idea. People that are under the radar in stealth doing the signs and wonders of what God is saying in this hour, in this land. Hallelujah. That's the position we find ourselves in right now. Glory to God. Notice the text is one of my favorites, Matthew 17, 9. I'll read this out to you. Glory to God. It says Jesus was transfigured before them. He took Peter, James, and John up. Okay, when the disciples heard the voice of the Lord, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased, they fell on their faces, verse 6, and were much afraid. And Jesus came to them and touched them and said, Arise, don't be afraid. Lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself. And they were coming down from the mountain. Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Folks, this is the greatest mountaintop experience ever in all the scriptures. This supersedes anything that happened with Elijah at Horeb or Sinai. This supersedes anything with Moses 40 days and 40 nights in the glory cloud at Sinai. This is the number one event of the scriptures. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Before Jesus is risen from the dead, where Moses and Elijah appeared, the law and the prophets summed up together, God himself appearing, okay, on this holy mountain, Mount Bashan, which is Mount Hermon. You can read our audio podcast about that, a past one. And he doesn't want these, Peter, James, and John, who will be the key apostles, the key ambassadors for the gospel message, to tell anybody about it. Again, there's reasons he wants us not to share things. And we may not understand it. We may get frustrated about it, but we need to flow in this. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, the same thing happens to Paul. Chapter 12, verse 2, I know a man in Messiah who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a man was caught up in the third heaven. I know how such a man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible rhemas or words which a man is not permitted to speak. Again, here is a situation of Paul being caught up into the glory realm of paradise and heard words that is not permissible for him to speak. Again, we see the same scenarios after Revelation chapter 4, okay, where God himself um, allows John to see into the glory realm of heaven. Hallelujah. And there's certain scrolls that 
cannot be opened up unless the Lamb of God opens it up. Now, let's go into this real quick here. You see, God is sovereign, and we know in part and we prophesy in part. Don't get this air of, of humanistic idea of the quest for knowledge that you have to have all knowledge, okay? You have to ha- understand everything in the Bible. There are certain things we will not understand and we may, uh, may never understand. So quit trying to come up with, you know, theories and speculations about things that have not been revealed to us, okay? And certain things about revelation that speaks in signs and symbols, okay? And all that stuff. I need to go into details. And there are certain things in God's sovereignty he'll not reveal to us, okay, that are mysteries. And these mysteries are for the latter days. These things are sealed up, as he told Daniel, for the last days. And so God is going to give some of you, hallelujah, in his divine providence, out-of-body experiences, dreams, visions, hallelujah, where you're caught up into the third heaven, where he comes to visit you, and you hear inexpressible words, you hear battle plans, you hear tactics, you're given rhemas, hallelujah, you're given promises, you're given warnings, whatever, about what to do, what to watch out for, that you're not to tell anybody, okay? Do not give what is holy to the dogs, okay? And there's a lot of dogs out there, have you noticed that? And they'll start turning on you next. We have to be people that can keep a secret. Just like the military men I hang out with, okay? They keep secrets. We have a certain language we talk to one another, okay? Um, that they communicate to me that they need prayer. They need support. And there's no way you could figure it out, okay? Because we've agreed beforehand that, you know, we will say something and that means certain something. And that's it. Why? Because we don't want the enemy to know. We don't want anybody to know because we want to have the tactical advantage of surprise against our enemy. Glory to God. And the same charactership of being able to hold radio silence, being able to not tell something. Now, of course, we've we've always heard all the scriptures about, you know, uh, you know, (laughs) Be quick to hear and slow to speak, you know. And but we always aim to the negative side. Don't gossip, don't slander, you know, don't, you know, say these things, don't exaggerate and all this stuff. But what about this other side I'm talking about? About the good things God's doing, his glory realm. Okay? We're going to be given greater responsibility as officers, okay, as leaders. As scum of the earth motif warrior champions, hallelujah, on the, on the pattern of the judges, of the last day judges, if we can keep secrets. When God shares something with you, you don't tell anybody, okay? When God reveals something to you, you're able to keep it to yourself. When God gives you a battle plan, hallelujah, to go do something and to build something, to go witnessing, whatever, that you don't just... Spill the beans out of your excitement. Why? So you can take the enemy by surprise. Glory to God. Brothers and sisters, I hope this teaching is blessing you today. Uh, it's blessing me. Glory to God. I get water just uh, 
being able to open these things up. Again, I want you to look through the scriptures, look at all the examples when you do your Bible readings, when Jesus warned them not to sh- share who he was or what he's done. And uh, look at Paul being caught up in the glory realm. Why has God wanted me to bring forth this message? Because he's about to reveal to us secrets. Hallelujah. He's about to reveal to us uh, hidden plans. He's about to do things, take us up into the glory realm where we're going to hear inexpressible words. Hallelujah. And that's not for public dissemination. That's for us. And this is how God works in his mysterious ways. Hallelujah. And he looks for those mysteriously faithful people who fear him, like they have the centurion type faith, who understand authority. Glory to God. And those that are in authority have to be able to keep a secret or they can't be in authority. So that's what God is doing. He's tempering us. He's putting us on that wheel, refashioning the clay of our lives. Hallelujah. To be able to be in radio silence. And brothers and sisters, um, let you know from what you're sowing into here. Uh, we're bringing the gospel into places that have never, never been heard before. And we're going after uh, not just this mass uh, gospel approach, but God's told us to make disciples. Hallelujah. Uh, and we have uh, incredible connections with many different officers and different uh, people in uh, the security and military establishment. And we're called to support them. We're called to bless them. We're called to encourage them. We're called to lift up the sound of the shofar and protect them, hallelujah, and to look out for them. And it's awesome, hallelujah. And in that camaraderie, they share certain things with me. And one thing I've shared um, a few months back, I'm going to reiterate it again, is that war is coming, okay? War is coming with Iran. And um, I've been told repeatedly, even last week again, war is going to come, okay? And uh, the, the pilots I know... The special forces I know are all training intensely right now. Enough said, okay? They have that concern. They have that stress. And um, there is going to be another war. And we've asked people to sow financially to help us with these operations, to support these troops, to support our small overhead that we have here, and also to build out our our bomb shelter um, with an electric diesel generator that we can uh, maintain ourselves um, in case a missile attack does knock out the infrastructure here in Israel. Second, uh, chemical nuclear uh, type shelter. Uh, we have the ability to get some chemical ventilation units that would uh, keep us protected and alive. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I said jokingly, the way Obama is uh, trying to neutralize Iran, contain Iran, we might as well Forget about just getting an electric generator. Might as well get a, you know, chemical uh, warfare and nuclear suits, <laughs> radioactive <laughs> fallout shelters. And I say that jokingly because that's really what's happening. People, we're moving into war here, okay? And we need your help. And we want to, uh, the small things you can do is right this month, we're, you know, actually last week, uh, we need uh, this amount of money to come in. to be current for this month for the overhead and some of the operations that we're doing. Glory to God. So if if God feels led to give you to sow a thousand, maybe 500, maybe a thousand, maybe 9,000, maybe the whole amount of 9,878, that'd be awesome. You can use PayPal. You can use our website, credit card. You can send a check or money order to our address, uh, Rivers and Desert in Georgia, PO Box 2788 which you'll hear about on this recording or go to our website. 
um, or you can wire the funds. But we again, we want to, to let you know that it's easier really to raise the finances if they arm in the flesh by sending out a lot of exciting testimonies and photos and pictures of what we're doing. And But that would cause me to fall out of favor, maybe even get arrested here in Israel. Uh, and we don't want to do that because God has told us to have radio silence. So really this is a faith adventure for you guys to feel that gentle whisper of the secret place that rises up in your hearts and you just, out of that compassion, you sow glory to God and believe with us for this 9,878 to come in as soon as possible this week. Second, uh, we priced out some electric generator, generators and they are over $5,000 U.S. Uh, that is needed. Um, if you're interested in helping us build out the chemical ventilation system, that's something we've not priced out yet, but we are looking into. The third thing is, is purchasing the land. Folks, we really need to purchase land. We have so many visitors coming over here, believers from all over the world, but also we have military guys that maybe they live in the south or the north, but they're doing a lot of their stuff over here in the West Bank, not far away, and they need a place to stay overnight, okay? And they need to come and and uh, just wind down from a, a very intense military operation the night or weeks before. And so we're here to service them. Hallelujah. We're here to love on them. And it's a great ministry. Glory to God. So we want to buy out this land. The land is for sale, folks. $700,000 to buy this land, $1.3 million total to build it out and have a place that can function as a, as a hostel, as a bed and breakfast, as a command center, as a training center, glory to God, and a place to have services. And we're asking those that um, love Israel and want to see revival in this land, that this is a good work, hallelujah. And I myself am not interested in being the chief overseer of it. I want to see Israelis take it over. I want to see um, these men and women that were uh, servicing and helping in the military, glory to God, I want to see them become the shepherds of Israel on the order of David's mighty men. And it's real exciting to see what's happening. Glory to God. Anyway, then we have these uh, counterterrorism and government corruption drive-bys going on right now. And folks, let me tell you, there's a lot of corruption in this land. It's being exposed right now. So great talking to you. Again, look up the scriptures about being quiet, about keeping a secret, and watch God elevate you into new revelations of the scriptures new areas of responsibility, new giftings of the Spirit. I mean, there's a whole boatload of stuff that God will do to, um, how can I say it, but to trust you because you don't blab it. You don't, have, you don't blab everything out, okay? You're able to keep a secret, hallelujah, maintain radio silence, and that's what we're doing here, Hallelujah. So I guarantee you, if we were able to share what's going on here, what we've seen the last 36 months, man, we would have all kinds of uh, TV speak engagements, book orders, book deals, okay? Because people would be blown away. I'm telling you, I've seen the dead rays. I've seen the glory of God. I've seen angels appear. I've seen wild signs and wonders. But what I'm seeing here in Israel does not even compare. I'm seeing a mega manifestation of the glory of God. And God wants us to be stealth and secret about it. Hallelujah. And that's what's so wonderful. Glory to God. We love you guys. And it's been great talking to you this last 15 minutes. Uh, keep in touch. Again, I get your emails. I read every email. I just don't have time to return them all. Just know that we are groaning and interceding and blowing the shofar, agreeing with you. Glory to God. If you really need me to get back to you, keep sending me the same email over and over. 
try to get a hold of us, hallelujah. And uh, Lord willing, we'll have that window of opportunity to connect. We love you guys. Shalom, shalom. in the Desert International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says, if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they would be saved. I'm calling today, Lord. Save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming running home to you now. In your name I pray, amen. If you'd like to contact us in our ministry, you may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America. Our ministry phone number is 770-777-0143. Of course, you can reach us anytime, 24-7, at our website contact page at www.flashfloods.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. We are here to help equip you to be tactical warriors in this hour, to wake up this church, to win and disciple lost souls, and to take out terrorism of all forms. God bless you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.